0: Hi, this is Chris McLennan from the Nags Head Pub, and you're listening to The Real Reading Podcast.
1: Hello. Hello! I'm Hugh Ford.
2: I'm
3: Jenny Slevin. And
2: I'm Tom Canning, and welcome to episode 22 of The Real Reading Podcast. We're recording this on Tuesday the 26th of June, and this week's guest is Chris McLennan from the award-winning Nags Head Pub. If you want to get involved in the show, you can follow and write to us on Twitter, at Real Reading Pod. You can look us up on Facebook by searching Real Reading Podcasts. We are on Instagram, and if you're able, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. And as well as the interview with Chris, we we'll have we have all the usual features, including what we've liked this week, and Thought Explains It All, which is about this week, Hugh.
1: It's about the MRT again, the ah. Mass Rapid Transit. We talked about it a few weeks ago. It's moved on. It's, or ah, It's not moved, it's not on. moved on. And uh, that's what we're going to be discussing.
2: Excellent. Well we'll come back to that in a little while. Um before that we are in a slightly different location this week and I must admit I feel a little dirty. We need to be honest with our Reading public. That's we are true. in where very, are we? Very sorry. Yes, we oh, are in Guildford. And it's not as good. Definitely not as good. Um, <laughs> it's, a po- it's a very, it's a a very
3: pretty office. There's a, a the river, the river
2: way, why? Way. W E Y. Yeah. Way. And, um, the
3: river, the river way is running right next to us. We've had to close all the windows on this incredibly hot day, <laughs> so we can't hear the river going going past us.
2: We did briefly think about doing this outside, but it's just there's so much water and so many little waterfalls that it was just far too loud. Also, Tom gets sunburned in about twenty minutes. Less than that, mate. Okay. <laughs> I was going to get you to move one of the tables under the tree, especially for me. But don't worry, I got sunburned watching the football on Sunday, so that was bad enough. Just on the tops of my knees, <laughs> not great. <laughs> um, so yeah, so that's where we are. We do apologise. We'll be back in Reading next week for death. Um, on Talks to what On <laughs> with the key <kids laughs> shortening words. Yeah, yeah. On to what we've liked this week.
3: Tom,
2: what have you liked this week? Well, this week, uh, it's sort of, I didn't want it to be a a negative, but passive-aggressive car parking notes. (laughs) So I had one outside of my house this week, and it said, please park outside your own house. Now, I know Hugh here will be able to tell me specifically how uh, car parking on an open street works, but I'm pretty sure that's not it. On a street with no restrictions, you can park wherever you like. Am I right?
1: Correct, yes. It's also against the law to use anything um, to section off spaces. So (laughs) if you were to cone off a space outside your house, potentially you could be fined by the police. Um, Really? Yes. Oh, wow. So do not do that because it's not allowed. (laughs) It's street parking, and there's a clue in the name. Yep. It does not mean parking the streets outside your house. It means park in the street where your house is um, <laughs> or, so, or wherever there is a space so when people when people um insist on pu- having to park right outside their house they don't have a legal leg to stand on i'm, I'm fairly sure
2: it's it's one of those things isn't it park, street parking especially is one of probably a, a neighborhood's most uh the, the quickest thing that can cause an argument in a neighborhood i think mm. is is on the street parking and like i so ordinarily i Park as close to my house as possible. But if I get home a bit late, sometimes you have to go round the back or you have to go onto another street or you, you know you have to find a space wherever it is. And the, on this particular occasion, it happened to be round the back. And, yeah, just came out and there was a note on there, incorrectly spelled grammar was dreadful as well. No E on the end of please and a, and a missing apostrophe in your, which is fine for me to say.
3: I don't think your needs an apostrophe in No, nope, you're right.
2: I've got that wrong. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Can we edit that?
2: No, um, it is a good job that
3: you weren't able to find them and leave them yes. another de- note correcting that. their spelling and grammar because you would have had egg on your face. Was,
2: well, just well, I would have put the e on the end of please
1: though. <laughs> From what I remember, there were two fairly irritating traits of people who live in in that particular road uh, where you live. Yes, um, one was that people had drives for their car which they didn't use. Yes, park their cars in the street outside outside their dr- over their drives, which I never understood and exacerbated the. Yes.
2: So I I do have a drive, as you know. However, uh, my neighbours have a real nasty habit of parking in front of my driveway, because it's got a gate they park in front of it so if I parked there I wouldn't be able to get out again and it has happened to me in the past which is largely why I don't use the drive particularly often so anyway that was it really this week please stop sending a passive aggressive oh, parking house oh don't notes. I really
1: like them <laughs> <laughs> like they always appear in kitchens in offices yes they do yes. don't they so they're great do Um like well, my sandwich
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, Hugh
1: yes uh, mine is quite a worthy thing and it's well done a, well yeah, yeah I'm feeling smug I really like the fact that there has been money released for the government to help Reading Council with homelessness um, Homelessness rose by 41% uh, last year um, and it it's already previously suffered huge rises um, and you can see around the town the people in doorways um, and in, the, in Broad Street and Friar Street who, you know, just sit there um, des- looking miserable and desperate, and um, the council has been given more than half a million quid. Oh, sorry, that's Berkshire Councils. Reading has got slightly less. I think it's about three hundred thousand. Um, to to deal with the problem, to to provide to take take them off the streets and give them a give them beds for the night and things like that. So that's a very good thing. Um, I imagine the council would say we need a lot more. Um, all councils would say we, we, you know, it's 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 helpful, but it's it's not enough. Um, and then we have to look at the big, bigger picture of why people are becoming homeless, which I'm not going to get into now. It's obviously complicated, but you know, it's, it's small small steps in the right direction, um, and to start to reduce people living on the streets uh, now in the summer, so they're not there. In the winter, if there is some way of giving them more permanent accommodation and helping them out with whatever problems they have, so they're not there on those freezing nights in the winter where where it gets desperate and the people suffer these sort of severe severe health issues and um, sometimes they have been had to die as well. Uh, we had we had someone die on a very cold night in Reading, didn't we, uh, a few months ago, and and um, that's awful. So you know whatever can be done to help these people and provide them accommodation and help them with their issues is, should be welcomed by everyone. Excellent.
2: Um, so we go from incredibly worthy uh, with you to um, Jenny.
3: Yes, I, I feel embarrassed to be following that now and I wish I had picked something we else. We
2: did do that on purpose.
3: Um, I, I'm a bit ashamed to admit this because despite... Avoiding it for the last three years, and and uh, and taking the Mick out of people that that have been talking about it in the past, I have become strangely obsessed with Love Island this week, and I can't stop watching it. <laughs> <laughs> it's proper kind of car crash, cringe worthy TV, and do you know what? After a long, hard day at work, it's quite nice to take the edge off with a bit of. People being silly and flirty and a bit cringy. Um, but it's, it's obviously not about Reading, so I'm going to bring it back to Reading. Please do. let all Love Island fans know that... I'm sure there
2: were loads listening to this podcast. Charlie
3: Fredericks, who got booted off last week with Hayley, is coming to Reading this weekend. Can't wait. Um, he was only on it for a couple of seconds. <laughs> <laughs> um but he is going to be at Matchbox in Friar Street on Saturday night. He's gonna is the is the R and B and hot. Uh, the, the, uh, I'll put my teeth in. Yes, Apologies. Please the R and B and hip hop night uh, called the Box okay. uh, Matchbox, um, and he's going to be there, kind of doing meet and greets and taking pictures of oh, anyone. Well, that sounds. I won't be going. I'm <laughs> not is. that obsessed. Yeah, you but, um But oh, it's it is so funny. So,
2: is, is this, so what he's doing is this like at the end of Strictly or the end of X Factor when they go on tour? Is that like what he's doing?
3: Um, I think it's more like when. Uh, what was his name?
2: Troy, Troy Vern, Troyer, M- Vern Troyer, Vern <laughs> <laughs> Troy Verne.
3: Hi, Troy. Troy is also a name. Isn't the late, it? <laughs> yeah, the, the late, late Verne Troyer uh, did a did a meet and greet appearance okay. at one of these clubs. I, I don't think it's an, it's a, it's an official tour. I think it's
1: just. It's yeah. what you do, isn't it? You exploit the uh, exploit the fame you get from these reality shows as much yes. as you can in the short time you've got before the next series comes out and you get. Sadly forgotten about it. Yeah. Geordie Shaw Geordie Shaw people, don't they? They they do a lot of these. I think they they're a lot DJing, they're a bit more yeah.
2: famous though, some of them. Some of them are fairly famous. Well you
3: say famous, they're still, you know, reality TV True. show famous. True. They're not like yeah. real famous. It's fact. not like George and Ma- Amal Clooney are rocking in a matchbox.
2: Wouldn't that be a thing? Oh, cool. that'd be brilliant. Yeah. Can I just uh, I've ask... often
3: dreamed about meeting George Clooney in a reading nightclub.
2: Oh, I'm sure he's a regular. Either that or in the Nescafe shop, surely. Um, Hugh, can I ask you a question? Have you ever watched Love Island? No, I
1: haven't. Okay. Nor have I ever been to Matchbox. So i the <laughs> likelihood of be meeting this man. is very <laughs> slim. Um,
2: Just for the record, neither have I.
1: I no, it's not really my thing. I'm all for a bit of switching your brain off after work, but not with stuff like that with wrestling wrestling. and repeats of the bill I like watching wrestling and repeats of the bill so (laughs) I I can't really take any kind of high ground on this because that's really really sad (laughs) 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 typically watching wrestling if
2: it's any consolation I think I'm on my third run through of the Big Bang Theory this this year
1: Okay, so I tend to let it I quite like the Big Bang Theory silly jokes it's funny because they're all very clever and it appears that they they know what they're talking (laughs) about
2: everyone
3: has a guilty pleasure and this week Love Island (laughs) is mine Fair enough. Thanks, guys.
2: Uh, now it's time for Fort explains it all.
1: Right. So we're going to talk about the Reading Mass Rapid Transport transport project. Uh, this is a bit of a strange one because this was this is a project to take, aiming to take. To provide a new a new road for uh, buses, pedestrians, and cyclists in the east of Reading over the River Kennet, um, the idea being it improves public transport in Reading and helps the general traffic situation a little bit uh, as well. Uh, it was approved by Reading Borough Council um, earlier this year, but yes, yesterday I think, uh, and certainly this week, um, the plan has been refused by Woking Borough Council. It's a cross boundary council project so reading to for the project to to work both councils would have had to approve have approved it and i have to admit my assumption was once reading approved it that wokingham approving it would be a, a format a quick formality so the project could go ahead and in fact it turns out that there are people on uh, councillors on reading uh, wokingham's planning committee who quite clearly really don't like the idea at all um it was a five it was quite close in the vote It was a five four split so one one councillor uh, sealed the decision but it was to reject it on environmental grounds um there's been this long-standing campaign against it for, for from uh, certainly the ready green party and a campaign group called save our ancient riverside who have said that the the project will cause major damage to to the area around the river, and it's completely unacceptable. And they've also raised questions about how much of a benefit it has um, to Reading, as on the whole, which has always been fiercely um, contested by certainly uh, Tony Page on Reading, who's overseeing the overseeing the project. Um, so it's at the moment, it's not happening. The big question is, what happens now? Um, I guess one of the options is that Wokingham and Reading go back to the drawing board and try to work out what the what the Wokingham councillors didn't, particularly didn't like, and um, see they'll have to change the plan. I guess to to try to get something that they they agree on, um, or it just gets it just gets kicked to the long grass, and they have to um, come up with another idea, which just seems seems unlikely. Um, they've got you know they spent years putting the plans together on both, both sides of the count, both, both councils, um, the fundings in place. Um, you know, money's there and for them just to end it, it would be a big, would be a big deal really. Um, it would be, uh, yeah, it would, it would, it would be egg on their face essentially. Um, to say, you know, we had this grand idea, but we now can't do it. You would hope that there's something. If if they genuinely want this project, which I, I guess they would. And if if Wokingham had these massive objections to it, they wouldn't have got it. They they would have worked more on it before it went to committee. I, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm surprised that um they took it to committee, and it then normally these council projects are sort of watertight by the time they get to mm-hmm. committee, and so they don't. They don't. They've done all they had. All their discussions. Yeah. They've got a project everyone agrees with. Not you've something...
2: seen. You said on a, on the previous podcast where we talked about this. I was just trying to look at which podcast exactly it was. I can't find the number. But um, you said that it's not. It's unusual for a woke for a council backed project to fail yeah. because they will know what all the objections are and be able to get around all the yeah. objections. So yeah, it well, seems incredibly strange. Tony Page,
1: Tony Page was saying constantly to these campaigners that every time they 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 put questions to him at um, at meetings and stuff like that it's an ongoing project we're taking in your con- to account your considerations um, and we you know judge the final application which the councillors in Reading have now approved and the councillors working, of working clearly don't like so it's quite literally a road to nowhere at the moment um, I couldn't tell you what's going to happen um, either an amended version will go back to planning later in the year or it quite it could be the case so they scrap it and try and think of something else.
2: So this this could well be good news for campaigners then.
1: They're, at the moment they're delighted. I had an email from them this morning saying saying that they're really really pleased. They've they've been very kind of. They've campaigned very hard right. and and really done a lot of research into the plans and and. Come up with quite coherent arguments. You know, a lot of the time you get you get campaigns where people just say, "I don't want it." I don't like it, you know. But they've come up with you know proper environmental reasons and and arguments just to point out what they see as the flaws in it as well. So, so we'll just have to watch the space. I, as I say, I would be very surprised if nothing similar happens and we don't see an amended plan. But it could also be the case that perhaps behind the scenes something has happened to make it unworkable, and um, it will get kicked into the long grass and we something else may materialise or or nothing. I
2: guess it's a case of watch this space then, this could be on our next issue of the ambitious plans for Reading that never happened.
1: Uh, it could be. <laughs> it, it definitely could be. Yeah. <laughs> um, yes, it could be uh, the next monorail. Yeah,
2: monorail. Never mind, I'm not doing that again. Um, thanks, Hugh. Uh, very well explained, uh, I thought. I don't know about you, Jenny. I
3: thought so, yes. yes.
2: Thanks, you. Good. Thank you. Thanks for a <laughs> Now we've got a pre-recorded interview with Chris from the Nags Head Pub. Roll the tape. Hi, this is Chris McLennan from the Nags Head Pub, and
0: you're listening to The Real Reading Podcast.
2: Hi everyone. I am here in the garden of the Nags Head Pub with Chris McLennan. Hi, Chris. Oh, uh, Reading's most famous pub, would you say? Uh, I know you're biased, but I mean, I don't know. I think we get uh, we get a good draw from you know further afield, so I guess it's it's definitely approaching that. It's it's often on on top ten lists, especially uh, of pubs in Berkshire, and, and certainly uh, you've certainly won a few awards, not least recently.
0: Yeah, we definitely do pretty well through the the Camera Awards. Yeah. Um,
2: yeah. I, I I wonder how sometimes other pubs compete. I don't know. It's uh, you've got, you guys certainly have uh, certainly have the, the the area and the space and the and the, and the and the and the levels of different types of beer and everything going on.
0: Yeah, we try to provide like a, a good variety without you know falling falling too far into one category or being snobby about this or that. So like <laughs> just because we're a real ale pub, it's not going to be you're not going to be you know looked at funny for yeah. ordering a lager or, or anything like that. But we like to keep yeah a good range on. I think so we're at about sixty,
2: if you include the bottles. Wow, which is, you
0: know, pretty that's, high.
2: that's pretty. That's pretty wide range. So tell us a little bit about the pub. It's in its history. Uh, so I mean, it's been a pub for
0: like a long, long time, one hundred and twenty-five years or so. Right. Uh, it started out as a coaching inn, yeah, um, but uh, it, only in the last sort of ten or eleven years is when the current management has had it, and that's when it, it's it's moved to be a, a, a very much a come and try some fabulous you know new beers type establishment rather than just a watering hole at the end of the street. Yeah. So uh yeah we, uh, the the uh, the real ale uh um scene had a sort of resurgence uh thanks to camera uh, in part and thanks to uh just a lot of small breweries uh popping up. Um and yeah we just try and showcase as much of that as possible uh whether it's you know Real ale, or you know, local cider, or or uh, with the craft beer scene as it is now, yeah.
2: uh,
0: a lot of that as well. So,
2: so there's um, just just I've I've been coming to the pub on a fairly regular basis since I moved to Reading. Um, I even uh, managed to, to stay sort of like till you closed at one point as well. So, yeah. uh, you know, I've, I've spent an entire entire evenings here, and it's always always good fun. Um, I, I would say that the charm of the Nag's Head is probably sort of a little bit shabby. a a lot of fun and a very nice community
0: yeah I think it's whatever the level just above spit and sawdust you know know, everything's everything's been executed in a very nice headway you know it works yeah and that's that's what's important otherwise it's all about the community really so yeah
2: I think um, there's certainly been in, in the last few months certainly there's been a few improvements um how, how are they sort of those sorts of things settling in? Uh,
0: so we've got the, the, the outside bar up and running now, which we're putting for the World Cup, which is is yeah, it's going pretty damn well. It's nice to have a bar out here. Nice to have a, a space that you know, the, the football fans can to uh, you know takes their own and yeah. Uh, yeah, It's nice with the current uh, heat wave, <laughs> Time well to have some good cold beer, literally right next to you yeah. when you're sat outside.
2: So. so is that something that you think might continue after the World Cup?
0: Uh yeah I mean currently we're just opening it for uh yeah World Cup games and uh just we we've, we've had it open all week just because it's been blazing hot yeah. and it it seems daft not to <laughs> but uh yeah going forward uh yeah, it'll stay for the summer and then we'll take it down and put it up again fantastic
2: next year. so I, I, so there's there's a new uh, you've got a new tent as well which
0: uh yeah the old tent letting a lot of water <laughs> uh this one less so which is great this is what you want from a tent yeah, really, exactly like it's really is it is it a tent if if, if it's if it's letting it
2: <laughs> I, I don't know i think you just call that sort of a, a cover that's yeah is that is, is it a tent at that point threshold? i mean it's not one of the, i must say it's not one of those ones you used to do as a kid where you used to wake up and your mum and dad would tell you don't lean against the end of the tent don't touch it yes it's not one that the water will come streaming through yeah um so and there's a there's a new floor in the pub as well. There is. That's that's been, you know, 8 years coming.
0: <laughs> it's, it, there's guaranteed no duct tape uh you know holding the floor How together How long though?
2: How long can you guarantee that?
0: Uh well uh, just right now really. <laughs> it's a very, it's it's a very short term. <laughs> I guarantee that currently there is no duct tape holding the floor together.
2: So uh, there's also uh, a lot of Reading FC memorabilia in there. So because this pub would have been Probably one of the go-to places for anybody going to Elm park wouldn't it I would think
0: yeah it was really well situated for the old ground and uh we've uh was run a bus up from here yeah. to to Mideski, uh for the football uh but uh yeah so it's it's a Reading FC uh oriented uh fan base I would suggest we've got a lot of the actual local fans yeah stuff.
2: I know you're not particularly bothered by the football myself
0: but, but you know I, I can't hold it against him. Well, I can't hold it against all of them. No, <laughs> because, uh, I would agree
2: with you. There is definitely something you can hold it against. Um, so, I mean, so you, you yourself—how long have you been at the pub? I mean, on and off for uh, I guess about
0: seven years, but more permanently, yeah, not so long, maybe four or five. Yeah. But and you do? You, do you get to know a lot of the locals that come in? Yeah, I, I do. I do a few day shifts and things, so like it's you know you get to learn, you, you know, the 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 people who are. You know, the local locals, yeah. you know. the Steves, yes. as I call them, Steve, 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 Larry, and maybe Steve. You get them <laughs> over lunchtime. Um, but yeah, it's it's a nice, it's a very community centric uh, pub. Like, yeah, you know, we often sort of y- you see a lot of uh, you know trade for trade type yeah. uh, deals go on, and just you know <laughs> if, you, you, if you need anything done, you just know someone. Yeah, uh, and you get all sorts of different people in as well. It's a, it's a really nice sort of. Spectrum,
2: yeah. Like. So I think the thing, one of the things that I, that, since I've been coming down and I, I my, me and my wife come down, she comes down a bit begrudgingly at times, but she doesn't <laughs> mind some of the ciders. So that's that's yeah. that's quite nice. The lure. yeah. One one of the things though that uh, that I noticed, uh, and I've never really seen this in any other pub, but if if there's a if they've got a few few guys or or, or group groups of people at one table and there's a few spaces on the end, you'll often see people just sort of asking if they can have a little sit down. I just think that's quite yeah, a quirky... people just
0: sort of muck in and it's nice. You meet a lot of different people and we just try and keep it as, you know, obviously in, inclusive and yeah. welcoming to everyone as possible. And I think that, you know, generally the people who come to the pub do the same, which, yeah. you know.
2: So... Um, in terms of kind of like where you get the beer from and everything, it's not all completely local there's a lot more local breweries now than there ever used to be
0: yeah i mean we've, we've, we've suddenly kind of spoilt for it yeah. in reading over the last you know the last few years but uh, you know, we, we try and get stuff from far afield. The criteria really is that we want new stuff and interesting stuff and you know it's a place where you can try yeah. things so we don't keep any permanence on uh, all the beers will change yeah. you know when they're, when they're gone we'll get another one uh, uh, we've been through I know, at least five and a half thousand different real ales um, wow. uh, in the last uh, eleven years. So, yeah, we, we're just looking for the new stuff, but we support the local breweries. And otherwise, you know, we've got a few friends further afield uh, who hook us up with sort of brewery yeah. swaps. Okay. And otherwise, there's some, you know, there's some, there's some good wholesalers who, you know, really get, you know, the the best stuff from from everywhere. And and they're a good a good source of. The stuff from a little further
2: away because obviously it's not particularly practical for a brewery to <laughs> deliver down from Newcastle or whatever, and just one barrel or maybe two barrels. Exactly. Is not, it doesn't make a lot of sense. Um, I wanted to just ask about the uh, the chalkboards above the bar because anybody that's not been to the pub, you have all the all the um, all the beers on listed yeah. above the bar, and it's quite a nice little system you've got where it's got kind of what's on now and what's on next. How did that? Who came up with that idea? Uh,
0: so because we were always having you know the beers, we always going to change constantly uh, and we get a lot of uh, uh, camera types in and you know full-on tickers Uh, (laughs) they like to know they like that you know they like to be able to plan their you know their schemes because they they, you know they want to try all these different things so just having what's next up there uh, seemed like a helpful piece of information and on top of that we keep the websites absolutely up to date like right up to you know the minute a beer goes on you know it's just part of the changing a beer process (laughs) is update the website tweet it facebook
2: it that kind of stuff. whenever you look online that is exactly what's on the bar at that time oh fantastic uh, that's 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 really kind of it, it. Really helpful, and I'm sure that at times brings people. I know I have definitely been down here on occasion because you've had a specific brewery and Yeah. Uh, and it, it's kind of makes you makes you sort of think about it. Yeah,
0: it's always surprised me how how often like that is absolutely someone's reason for having. Yeah. Come, is that they, they you know they've seen that this this particular beer or these couple of beers are on right now. Yeah. And
2: you
0: know, <laughs> they go right oh, better pop out.
2: <laughs> <laughs> go so, yeah. do some shopping. Uh, love. Yeah. Uh, yeah.
0: Certainly, and even more so recently with the advent of like untapped and yes, various app-based yeah. uh, things that are you know similar. Uh, yeah, a lot more people are, are on the hunt,
2: as yes. it were. And so uh, yeah. it's a little bit like kind of the, the Pokemon Go kind of thing. People are going, yeah, going you've around. Got to, and you've got to catch more Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's it's compulsory. But you never complete it because there'll yeah. always be new ones.
0: Yeah, I mean, we, we were like you know just just when we we're ordering beer, just looking down the lists and going can't possibly order them all <laughs> i'm gonna miss it <laughs> do you do you where, where's maybe the furthest one come from i don't know i mean we've got some i mean we've definitely had beers from the from the states on yeah um currently the furthest is probably norway wow okay uh the amundsen uh but yeah I mean, uh with the you know, the resurgence of uh keg beer in, on the ale front the, your, your craft beer scene uh like, it's much easier to tra- travel these things yeah. a little further, um, which is why Keg kind of took over in the first place. But unfortunately, the first time round, <laughs> we lost a lot of yeah. uh, a lot of variety and a lot of quality to that. But they seem to be striking a really good middle ground now. So, <laughs> do do you have a do you have a particular favourite either beer or brewery of your own? Oh, no, it's hard to choose. Currently, the, there's some. Some that if I see it on the bar, that is what I'm having. Almasty, yeah. at the moment, uh, Tapstone. But yeah, no, no specific beers really. There's just a, you, you wind up with breweries you you trust to the ends of the earth. <laughs> uh, locally, elusive. I, I, have, I don't think I've had an elusive beer I don't like. Yeah. Um, but they're yeah, just we're, in, uh, s- we're slowly honing down to. They're
2: just in Finch Hampstead aren't they? Yeah, they're,
0: they're sort of between the two siren yeah. craft buildings. Yes,
2: <laughs> sandwiched <laughs> in between. Siren
0: sandwich. <laughs> Uh, but, but yeah, like you, 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 we're slowly holding it down to, you know, just knowing. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll buy anything they yeah. make. Yeah. I,
2: they, I trust them. I think I, I, I was definitely at a point a couple of years ago where I'd be into any beer, and now there seems to be such variety. There's definitely beers that I really don't like. Yeah, and I guess only reassuring. That's okay, isn't it? Yeah, it's fine.
0: It's, it's, yeah, it's the like the willingness to try things. You know, is 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 I think more important in that realm than yeah. you know. Needing to like everything, and we definitely get people who only like one type of thing. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm not particularly into sort of your mid colour, your yeah. best bitterish yeah. uh, sort of beers, but that's precisely what some people want. Like, some people will go, "Oh, he knows what I like. He can always recommend <laughs> me one." And all I'm really doing in my head is going, "Which one don't I like? It's that <laughs> one." And they'll go, "Oh, that's a lovely drop, that." Yeah. So it's like it's nice. It's like
2: everyone's tastes are different, and yeah. you you cater for them. And but you anyway. know. Um, the last thing I just wanted to ask you about was, um, I saw it was it was a couple of months ago now. I, I saw and I thought this was a rare thing, given that, that we we are this podcast is part of Get Reading, and uh, yeah. when we post it when we post stuff online, we quite often get an awful lot of criticism on, particularly Facebook and Twitter, for various slights that people maybe think that we've we've done, or you know maybe we've accidentally made a spelling mistake or something like that. Well, that's far more. Harsh. <laughs> I saw uh, I saw it was a couple of months ago, and I saw the next head posted online. It was quite a long post, and you posted about how you were putting your prices up. Yeah. And I was just absolutely stunned by the response to it because, as far as I could see, it was absolutely overwhelmingly positive. And in fact, I think a few people said oh, we wouldn't mind it if you put it up a bit more. And yeah. that that sort of says to me everything you need to know about the pub.
0: Yeah, it's it's that's what we've got. We've got a supportive community, but I think a lot of that's built out of just, uh, especially in the realm of things like that, is you know just being honest about why you're doing it and what's yeah. happening. Like, I mean. So certainly in that realm the, the, the pricing of beer especially cask beer uh, has been kind of too low for a while because there was an expectation that you know beer's the cheap one you know it's for the good men of the people they can, yeah. they can yeah. all afford it <laughs> and uh, yeah it just came to a point really with just there's such a discrepancy between like the, the least will pay for a cask of beer and the most will pay for a cask of beer now that just came to the point where you sort of had to admit
2: that some of them are going to be more expensive yeah.
0: and, yeah. Yeah. and uh, yeah it was nice to have people going well,
2: that's fine yeah <laughs> so, it was almost like I just want the pub to stay open charge what you like
0: yeah it makes you always, almost feel daft a bit for you know worrying about it for yeah. so long it's like oh well they
2: would they've just been was it always going to be fine <laughs> Why, what were you worried about I think just the fact that, that it was something that you was just open and, and honest about, rather than just someone turning up one day and it being thirty p less the previous day. Yeah, I, mean, I think that kind of may, makes a bit of a difference. Yeah, like communicating is
0: important, and it it, it just yeah, it, it's so you don't get those nasty surprises yes. really, or you <laughs> so you don't feel like people are just making it up on the spot, which is
2: yeah. <laughs> which yeah, which it does feel like occasionally. Yeah. Not here, I must admit, but. Um, my final question uh, is, is, I call it the Pete and the Pirates question, um, because uh, I interviewed uh, Pete from Shed Cafe once, and yeah. it was only afterwards that he uh, mentioned that he was from the band Pete and the Pirates from the he Noughties. Was, he was that Pete. He was that Pete, and it was only after. So I always ask this question called the Pete and the Pirates question. It is Tell us something, Chris, that we wouldn't know about you.
0: Uh, so along with uh, a fellow bartender here, Cal, I do a uh, weekly podcast called The Space Jam Continuum, okay. we're trying to link all of Looney Tunes together into one cohesive cinematic universe <laughs> all the way from 1937 to the good 1996 trainer advert Space Jam uh, and it's hellish uh, and we've been doing it for about a year and that's fantastic
2: we will we will we certainly will um, what's the where can we find that uh,
0: so you can find it at kaiju.fm uh, or really anywhere
2: you would get your podcast so it's called the Space Jam Continuum so while people are going to subscribe to the Real Reading Podcast they can also go and subscribe to the Space Jam Continuum and they definitely should And they, well, I think we will okay. <laughs> thank you Chris thank you very much thank for your time thank you very much cheers
0: hi this is Chris McLennan from the Nags Head Pub and you're listening to the Real Reading Podcast
2: That was uh, Chris McLennan at the Nags Head pub. Um, It's one of those where we've recorded the main podcast before the actual interview, so I can't really tell you too much about it, but I'm sure it was good and I hope you liked it. Um, (laughs) Really hoped you liked it. Um, Nags Head is one of those pubs that you get occasionally in, in places that's just brilliant. It's just it's a pub that every town, every city should have. Absolutely, it, it's it's it'll, it has the football, it has all the beer you could ever want. It has tables, a friendly atmosphere. There's an outside, and also it's in town. Uh, it's on a bus route. It's it's kind of it's almost like whether they plan this or not, I don't know. But it's in a sort of perfect kind of location, really, to get to. It's a short walk out of the town centre. It's and it's just there's so much about it, so much character. Uh, and, it, and it's just it's, it's a fantastic pub and I know certainly Jenny and I we, we like going there mm-hmm. occasionally don't we but um, I don't think we've ever been there together though
3: um, I think we have once before a team night out you, me and
2: Hugh oh yes I think yes, well, I think we met there didn't we we did yes and obviously Hugh won't have an opinion on this because he doesn't drink not that that's a bad thing
1: I do actually have an opinion oh, do you? on this because okay. as, actually, as a non-drinker going into not so much going into pubs like the Knights N- head but certainly going into bars at night On say a Friday or Saturday night, where everyone it's it's really packed and everyone's really drunk, is not a nice experience. If you are a non-drinker, you suddenly become acutely aware of people's characteristics when they've had a lot to drink. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's not very pleasant. Uh, The couple of times I've been in the next head of a of an evening, Um, there isn't any of that. It's very friendly. There's people there having a drink, playing board games, having a chat. Um, I'm sure it's a lovely place to watch football. Football, yes, bars are, are. very much the extreme of um, where you don't want to be if you're not drinking <laughs> this is all the time. Um, but the next head has always been struck me as a very kind of friendly, but also some sort of kind of innovative, uh, yeah. innovative place that's very, very you know, sort of place i will be very happy to go into. Yeah. The
3: worthy winners of cameras. Yes.
2: Of yeah, game. and frequent winners as well. Yeah. And I think it's pretty understandable why. I, it's got to be very difficult to open a, open your own pub in the town and compete with it because it's just got such a such a good following and such a such a you know forgiving following as well. I remember they put a post up on Facebook about how they were really sorry, but they were after three years or so they were having to put their prices up by twenty pence, and I think the majority of comments were that's fair enough. Uh, or uh, we wouldn't have minded if you'd put them up a bit more,
3: which I thought was just
2: incredibly strange. Don't suggest
1: that. Well, <laughs> You don't get that when the council tax is announced. Today. No, you don't. You don't. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, so, uh, time for our random question. Now, this week, I think Jenny did it last week. So I think it's Hugh's turn. I think it's Hugh's turn again. So we'll see. All right, Clicky. Give me the cup. Hugh will pick a question from our I Love Reading mug. Please read it out. It says,
1: Best meal.
2: Ah, I really went to town on this one.
3: Have we done this one before? No,
2: I don't think we have. Are you sure? Because yep. I spoke in
3: quite depth about Namaste Kitchen, which sadly is close. Well, I think it's still there. The but sign's but the, still the, up But isn't the, it? Chef, the yeah. chef has moved on, so it's a different team running it.
2: Should we do another one?
3: Well, I. I mean I could talk about it again but <laughs> nobody can experience it now. No. Let's do another one.
2: <laughs> you don't pick another one. Yes. Thing with the random question is you never know what's going to happen. You
3: never know. (laughs) I mean it's 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 almost a certain that we'll mess it up.
1: Yes. (laughs) If you were stuck anywhere ready, where where would you want to be? I should just
2: explain. We're laughing about this one because we uh, before we did this, we recorded a quick piece for our company's intranet where we explain about a podcast and we might put it out on our own podcast feed if we think it's any good. Um that's ever stopped us before. (laughs) Um, If it passes our quality. But we I mentioned the question. question about being where you might get stuck in Reading and nobody remembered doing that one and we've just picked it out of the mug so that's why we were laughing but um yes so the question was um if you were stuck anywhere in Reading where would you want to be?
3: I think down by the river somewhere. Which bit? Either in Christchurch Meadows or King's Meadows or uh oh no the View Island. The View Island is a lovely place. So if you walk um along the Thames towards Tesco and go over Caversham Weir. Uh, there is a little island just before the lock called the View Island, which I believe we've spoken about before. I think we I have, think yeah. Your um, friend from Reading Bicycle Kitchen. Yes, Adrian. Adrian, Adrian yes, Lawson, I think he did. Yeah, yes, he spoke about it because I think he might have been part of the team that helped uh, kind of renovate it because it was a bit of a scrapyard, um, and and it's become. It's, it's, a, it's a really nice place to just go and kind of be in nature, lots of beautiful flowers, as birds yeah. and insects and all sorts of wonderful creatures and, and you're on the river and it's a really peaceful place, you, you wouldn't believe walking five minutes out of Reading Town Centre away from the train station yeah. that you could find such a, a quiet secluded spot but it's really nice, uh, you know you can see the boats going past. And it's yeah. I think I think yeah. if I if, if I went onto the view island and then the bridge broke and I couldn't get back <laughs> across, I'd be quite content for yeah. maybe I don't know forty eight hours. Yeah, cool. Excellent. I think I'd start to get hungry. <laughs> Swan. <laughs> um,
2: episode six. That was Adrian Lawson on episode six. Hugh, the council. Oh,
1: no, really? sorry,
3: you're going to get stuck on the council. <laughs> in,
1: the, in the council, but hopefully there'll be a meeting going on. <laughs> <laughs> No, I think. Uh, oh, what, was that a joke? Yes, that was oh, a joke. Oh, a okay, joke. right. I was making fun of my nerdy interest in local, in local government. Fine. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we didn't <laughs> think you were joking, we thought you were doing something. We serious. believed you. <laughs> uh, I think probably a similar vein to Jay Forbury Gardens would be quite a nice place to. Get be too stuck bad, in, would it? Particularly because you, you can get food there as well. Yes. And drink. So it'd be ideal. Really. Sounds wraps in, there. In, in, and yes, in the event of some sort of um, zombie apocalypse or, or holocaust or something, what better place um, to be? The other place you're most likely to get stuck in running, of course, is on the IDR. Well, <laughs> the <laughs> again. Or the Ikea car park. Yes, <laughs> two places. <laughs>
2: Absolutely. I, of course, would quite like to be stuck in the nags head. Of course <laughs> I have previously been stuck in the Southgate Beefeater.
1: Oh, when yes it when it
2: snowed then. really heavily and there was a bit It was back when it had a roaring fire and there was
1: no way at all you could get nope. back from the South Cup nope. beef eater to your house nope. it's is like <laughs> about what, half a mile way away <laughs> <laughs> absolutely you trapped
3: whether I have been stuck anywhere when I was younger, or I mean really younger, so maybe about four or five, I got lost in Sainsbury's and I thought I'd be there forever. <laughs> fortunately, they put a, a, a shout-out from my mum over there. Oh, good. And I, I was rescued. That's <laughs> a
1: really interesting story. So obviously,
3: back then it was called Save Centre.
1: I've got an interesting story about getting lost when I was very, very young in Slough. I know okay. it's not like in Reading. I was taken to Slough by, as a guest by two family friends who, uh, one of them was... a boy who was two years older than me and his dad and I was on very little legs toddling a lot yeah I just walked off left me there I got found by the security guard I think I was maybe three <laughs> and he was like oh no you know how are we gonna how are we gonna find it he, he, I according to my mum he said he said, oh, how are we going to find this boy's address? And I, I piped up and told them, and told him my full address <laughs> <laughs> at the age of three. <laughs> Your mother had change, trained and, you very well. Yes, she had, yes. And she was able to come and get me. And I still remember the uh, phone call to, to, to <laughs> my dad's mate who just walked off, leaving okay. me in a, leaving me in a, in a shopping centre oh, I was a very young child. Oh, dear. Um, it's one of my earliest memories. I must have been three, I guess, if I can remember <laughs> that. Um. Jenny we've got one event
2: this week
3: yes uh, I'm sure there are lots more going on but this is just one that I quickly wanted to focus on um, our friends, Reading Buses. Reading Buses. Not a sponsor. How's that? Yet. Not, not
2: yet. How is that coming along? Have um, you asked them? No, I haven't. No,
3: okay. <laughs> I was just hoping that they'd approach us. <laughs> give them so much. Well,
2: publicity. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure uh, how it works in SEO though. Reading Buses sponsors real Reading. There's too many Readings in there. Mm, Don't anyway, know. anyway, next.
3: Uh, Reading Buses is having its annual family open day on Sunday, July the first. It will be running from 11 a.m. until 4 p.m. There will be a free shuttle bus. Uh, running from, it will be picking passengers up in Friar Street, Station Road and Blargrave Street and going straight to the Reading Buses Depot because you can't drive there, don't try and drive there, it's going to end in a colourful cavalcade of buses oh, wow. driving through the town centre. So uh, that's probably like the whole the whole point of, uh, of Reading Buses' colour scheme, really, just so yeah. they can have the, the <laughs> rainbow procession every year. Um, and it's going to have an out-of-this-world theme to it this year. And children under the age of 11 are encouraged to go along in fancy dress to see if they can win the fancy dress competition. So, if you have a child under 11 who likes dressing up in wild and wacky outfits, uh, get them an out of this world costume. You've got, well, this will go out on Friday morning, so you'll have about 48 hours (laughs) to make one. (laughs) <laughs> um, but yeah so it's, it's a free day you can have a look at all the buses you can go in I think you can go into the operations room you can go through the bus wash which is I've done that before it's very
1: exciting I think just to be clear as well for understand the understanding I have with my friends who have young children is that 48 hours is ample time to to make a fancy dress uh, outfit and normally about twice as long as notice you get from your young children who tell you the night before before world book day and things like that at school (laughs) that they want to be harry potter the next morning
2: thanks jenny the pictures we get back from that every year look like everybody's having a great time so so i can imagine worth popping down to um if you want to get involved in the show, you can follow and write to us on Twitter at Real Reading Pod. Uh, you can look us up on Facebook by searching Real Reading Podcast. And if you're able, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Um, we've still only got five. We need more.
3: There are five very good ones. they are five though. great ones, yeah. Five stars over. Yeah.
2: Um, if you know anyone who you think would be good to interview for the pod... pod, pod <laughs> <laughs> I'll start that again. Pod. Uh, Yes, podcast. If you know anyone who you think would be great to interview for the podcast, please do let us know. The only prerequisite is that they must live or work in the town, and most importantly, they must love Reading. You'd think I'd struggle over the word prerequisite, wouldn't you, really? But I really don't. You nailed that. I did, um, because I think about it. (laughs) That's all for now. Next week, we have Stephen Colazzo from 80s band Odyssey. We'll see you in a week. Bye. Bye. Bye!
0: Hi, this is Chris McLennan from the Nags Head Pub and you're listening to The Real Reading Podcast.